0: This is Ed Stetzer Live, and this and every Saturday, we have important conversations about what's going on in culture, how we might respond, make much of Jesus, and more. And today, of course, we're all in discussion uh, about the events of this past week when we saw this uh, hurricane come in and make major, do, do major, major damage in Southwest Florida, and really continues to go across Florida. But, uh, but consider one of the strongest. Uh, right now, the headline at Drudge is one of the strongest costliest storms the headline of the tampa bay times is florida brought to its knees um and really stunning stunning the amount of uh of, of, of damage done by this rapidly intensified uh hurricane so i wanted to reach out to a friend so i i used to like like two lives ago I used to be the director of research in something called the North American Mission Board, which you wouldn't necessarily know, but it's the... It's the, the 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 North American Mission Agency of the Southern Baptist Convention. So I was a director of research, and so my job was to put out stats about the denomination and also uh, to put out stats about the church. And that's kind of how I ended up in research. So uh, while I was there, uh, a hurricane hit. And, and one of the things you may not be aware is that the third largest disaster uh, relief agency in the country, in the U.S., Is actually the North American Mission Board. And you don't know that because, I mean, stuff sort of comes into play when there's a big event. So Hurricane Katrina hit, and one of the, I was actually at the time, I was hosting a group of young pastors um, who, you know, were probably, you know, not naturally inclined to denominational engagement and involvement. And I was hosting them there at the offices of the national office at, uh, uh, they don't call it the national office, but I'm saying the nat- where the North American Mission Board is. And uh, I was hosting them, and, you know, we had already planned the meeting, but Katrina turned really bad, really fast. And um, they what happened was I, I said, all right, my team, I was the research team, and, you know, we were we were doing you know research on church and culture. We were putting out – they have a thing called the Annual Church Profile, data on, on churches – um, and so my team suddenly had new jobs. Now, this was what, 2005, I think? And my team had new jobs. And our job was to assist in the disaster relief efforts. So, And we did that particularly through what's called geocoding. Now, stay with me. I know this is a long introduction. but uh, But geocoding is we would get the location of disaster relief units. Now, our de- our denomination has a color, so we kind of wear yellow hats and yellow shirts and has a role, primarily feeding. And we'll explain all that. We're going to talk to Tommy in just a minute. Tommy Green is our guest. We're going to talk to him in just a minute. Uh, but so Katrina hits, and my job is I get the geocoded locations from, in my denomination, they have, we have very strong what are called state conventions. They're like districts in other denominations, but they're kind of, they're autonomous. And, and so Katrina is surrounded I'm in New Orleans and Louisiana. I mean, Louisiana State Convention is a very strong convention or district, as is the ones near it Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. So, my job was to help coordinate. And so, what was fascinating, so I brought these young pastors down the hall to what's called the Day Auditorium, named after a guy named Cecil B. Day, the guy who owned Days In. So and I walk him in there, and my team at this point had already put up on. We had this huge screen. The auditorium had been now just crated into a, a command center for disaster relief. And I walked into the uh, to the room, and you could see where the hurricane. The hurricane was had just come ashore, and our our units aren't staged where the hurricane is. The last thing you want to do is get in the disaster. So so kind of around the edge of the potential disaster area. Was, uh, was the geocoded thing. And there, there were, I don't even know, dozens, maybe a maybe hundred little green dots geographically on this huge map on the wall. And um, one of the things I said to these young pastors, I said, this is why we have, in this case, denominations, is that um, they can mobilize and organize at a scale, like an individual local church, and thank God for an individual local church, right, can say, how can we help? And the answer is often, well, I guess we could do this Lone Ranger, do this on, their, on our own. So here we find ourselves with a surprisingly destructive hurricane. And so I, um, matter of fact, the size of this hurricane is like a F2 tornado for for miles upon miles going through this, well, Fort Myers and in inland. And so... Um, so in the, uh, in the ecosystem that is disaster relief, remember, the North American Mission Board is, is one, and we're thankful, for, we're thankful for all kinds of, you know, Convoy of Hope from the Assemblies of God is at work. We're, thank you for, uh, we're thankful for the Lutherans that are mobilizing. We're thankful for the Church of God Cleveland. I just talked to their leadership yesterday, and they're mobilizing. So, uh, but the the largest Protestant denomination I mentioned in uh, Florida is is actually the the state convention. Think of like a, a, the district. Though again, they're all standalone entities there. And that's led, it's called the Florida Baptist Convention, and that's led by Tommy Green. That's the longest introduction I have ever done, but I need to give you a little background. So Tommy, Tommy Lee, he's the, it's a strange language, you know, you have to explain to people. He's the executive director treasurer of the Florida Baptist Convention, uh, which, again, treasurer doesn't mean what it feels like it means, but he basically leads the Florida Baptist Convention efforts. And Tommy, just for a little context, tell them a little bit about your work, how many churches, uh, how many Florida Baptist churches there are, and then I want to get down to talk some about what's going on in Southwest.
1: Hey, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here, Ed. And just from the Florida Baptist context, of course, we're part of the, the larger Southern Baptist family of which there are you know, some, I think they number 50,000 churches and, uh, in, you know, in close to, uh, you know, millions of individuals who who are members of those churches. In our context, in the state of Florida, uh, we have around 3,000 um, Southern Baptist churches across our state from the Keys all the way up uh, the peninsula, then across the panhandle over to Pensacola, and around a million members. Um, you know, our, our work is to come right beside our churches, as you said, in finding common ways that we can work together to reach Florida so we're very committed to church planting um, last year our Florida Baptist churches we believe churches plant churches but we help support that financially in other ways we planted over uh, 75 churches in our state last year uh, and uh, you know we're very multicultural, multiethnic, multilingual, multigenerational across our state. Uh, we're very committed to church revitalization. We're involved in about 125 active church revitalization efforts uh, this past year. Uh, so there's many different things you know that we are involved in. We have partnerships in Haiti and Cuba and the Virgin Islands. Uh, we partner with uh, the state of Ohio, West Virginia. We're in Montreal. Uh, so you know it's a very um, a very uh, wide scale of ministries, migrant ministries, uh, many different things, and of course, disaster relief. You know, rises to the top now uh, in in this moment as we are dealing with uh, the impact of Hurricane I am. Or Ian, in the uh, area where, where the hurricane went on shore, if you take about a 50 mile circle uh, around there, which would go a long way across Florida, obviously, almost from coast to coast. But there are about uh, close to 400 churches or Florida Baptist churches in that area. And they are already, you know, individually churches uh, responding in action in their own communities. And then we come in to help with the uh, organize, organized efforts of, of disaster relief.
0: Yeah, and so uh, so keep in mind again. I I don't you know we don't talk too much about denominational stuff, but I'm I'm a Southern Baptist, so I'm part of this denominational family. And these are to me some of the proudest moments. Now I was I was recently talking to a group of college students about 9/11. And I could just see that they this is an historical memory for them. But one of my favorite um, memories of our denominational family, Tommy, is that um, on 9/11. Of course, I, I grew up outside of New York City. Lived in Orlando for a while as a teenager. Right. Went to high school there. But but uh, but I remember watching. Just Southern Baptists and others, again, from across the country, uh, rallied to go serve and make a difference there, and and the yellow shirts became this thing. So, so the David Letterman show. David Letterman's not on the, the program anymore. Uh, they all went to the, not, I mean, just hundreds of them. So they filled up the crowd at a David Letterman show, and David Letterman says, "Who are you people with all the yellow shirts and hats?" and 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 actually talked about. It. I, I'm trying to remember if they brought someone on stage, and I thought. You know, in a world where many evangelicals are sort of discarded and maybe caricatured, uh, this is what it looks like. So just just so you know, when I was at, last week I was at this thing in uh, Washington, D.C. called the Atlantic Festival. The Atlantic Magazine hosts this festival. And it was all interviews with, uh, I don't know, newsmakers. I wasn't a newsmaker. The person before me was Constance Wu, who's a famous movie star. And they asked me about evangelicals. And I said, let me tell you about the evangelicals I know. They're mobilizing right now to take care of disaster, right. uh, people impacted by disaster. So when I think of evangelicals as a whole, followers of Jesus, and let me just say, too, I also recognize that there are follow- people who are not followers of Jesus who are engaged in this work. But this is such a key moment for churches to show and share the love of Jesus. So I'm just a believer in disaster relief. Absolutely. Now you're the head of the whole. You're the head of the denominational family in Florida. Um, so what do you know about what's happening at to the churches on the ground? Have some been destroyed? Sure. Have some been damaged? Just let's start there, and then we're going to talk about the disaster relief teams.
1: Yeah, we, as we're you know getting in contact with pastors, many of them you know are just now getting back themselves you know into the community, and of course uh, last night uh, they practically shut down I-75 because of the Mayaka River uh, levee broke, and there was, um, uh, th- you know, threats of uh, flooding on I-75. So that created another nightmare, wow. you know, of people trying wow. to return home uh, all the way back up Tampa and beyond. I mean, just, just practically shutting down the interstate. Uh, so, you know, many of the pastors are getting back. We, you know, we're not hearing, um, uh, you know, out there, there was a, a church out in Fort Myers Beach that obviously uh, has catastrophic damage uh, may not even, you know, be standing at this moment. Uh, but, you know, we have a lot of churches that are reporting water damage, wind damage, things of that nature. But but just, you know, buildings being absolutely leveled and crushed, uh, you know, fortunately to this point. Now, of course, we're just in the early stage of the assessments. But but to this point, we've not heard, uh, you know, a lot of that. And so we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're thankful for that. Um, you know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of, you know, obviously work the churches will have to do to rest- store their campuses and so forth. And that's part of what we do. You know, we come beside them to help them with uh, deductibles because a lot of churches are kind of on that, you know, razor's edge financially. And when they've got to find an extra $50,000, $100,000 to pay a deductible, they don't have it. And so we can come in and, you know, and help cover their deductibles because our philosophy is the healing of a community in times like this needs to come through the church. And the more Mm -hmm. pressure we can take off the church, you know, to to be able just to do ministry we can help with your deductible we can help with different things you know that that you can pay attention to other things even pastors homes i mean you know we we help pastors you know get get their homes back up in operational as quickly as we can as well whether it be financially or or you know sending a team out to put a blue tarp over the roof or go in and muck out their house to get it ready whatever that might be so so um so our response is, you know, uh, many, many tiered. And one of those tiers is obviously making sure that our churches are able to get back and and do the things that they want. For example, you know, First Baptist Naples, I, I to the pastor uh, this morning, they, they already have teams are sending out from their church, uh, you know, churches all up and down that that coastline are, are doing doing that very thing. And so uh, we're, we're fortunate to this point that, you know, in, in one church with major damage is, is a lot, but but it's it doesn't seem to be widespread you know just water some water intrusion maybe a little bit of wind damage to this point is what we're hearing
0: Mm. muck out blue tarps we got to talk more so we're going to take your calls as well in just a bit we'll give you an opportunity to ask questions to kind of weigh in on some of the conversation today we're talking to tommy green we're going to continue our conversation in just a moment um again he leads the large Protestant denomination in florida And right now, we're going to talk about how it engages disaster relief, and we're going to talk about ways that you can be engaged now and in the future as well. Stay with us. Continue our conversation about the disaster in Florida and more. Politics brings more division than ever, and social media is moving many to be less social and more critical. Those with Christian views are also often being dismissed. Well, what if the rise of secularism, though, is good news for the church? Throughout history, these times of decline traditionally precede powerful spiritual renewal, even revival. You need to read Mark Sayer's book, Reappearing Church, The Hopeful Renewal in the Rise of Our Post-Christian Culture. Get a copy of Reappearing Church today at MoodyPublishers.com. Hey, we're back at Stetzer Live talking to Tommy Green. He leads the Florida Babs Convention, uh, which, as you can imagine, has been significantly impacted and mobilized now uh, around the response to the hurricane in southwest Florida. Um, I, I tweeted uh, when the hurricane was starting the path, the path uh, all of my uh parents and in-laws all live in Florida. So the original path had this going over. My mother lives in Leesburg. My mother-in-law lives in Sanford. My father lives in Jacksonville. And I'm just like, this is just like going right across. Now, it correct me if I'm wrong, Tommy. It seems that, I mean, there's some minor damage once you get over the kind of the ridge, Leesburg's kind of the ridge of the state. Some minor things here or there, but the real, real devastation is down in the Southwest. Can of explain to us a little bit the geography of the state and what's happened?
1: Yeah, uh, Southwest Florida. You know, you have Naples, Fort Myers. Uh, those are you know up to Sarasota. That's kind of that corridor down the I seventy five, and that's where it entered in at Fort Myers uh, over Port Charlotte. Uh, at that point, you know, we weren't quite sure, um, you know, exactly, you know, what direction it would take. There were quite a few different tracks that they were uh, that they were uh, projecting. Um, but the, uh, the, it went kind of straight across the state up to Daytona Beach. So it went through some areas like Arcadia, uh, Wachula, uh, these are, are communities that, that are in central Florida, Avon Park, Sebring, and then up through the, the Daytona Beach area. And then, of course, it went offshore there on the Atlantic side and stayed offshore. Although there was some, because of storm surge, there was flooding in some of the communities, you know, making their way up. In Jacksonville, where I live, just south of Jacksonville, uh, you know, they were projecting a lot of things. We basically had wind and a little bit of rain, uh, Not you know, nothing major here. Uh, St. Augustine uh, downtown had some flooding, but, you know, but that area floods a lot even with heavy rain, but it had more flooding than normal. Um, But, you know, primarily we were spared on on this side. I mean, there was nothing that even comes close to comparing, uh, you know, with with the damage on, on the other side, on the southwest side of the state.
0: Yeah, my dad lives a couple blocks from the beach and Jacksonville so he's very, you know, he's, he he's evacuated i think a couple years ago when you had a storm come through so he's very kind of cognizant of some of that um, but right. but yeah so I'm very, but but the southwest i mean the is it, is it just me or is this a lot bigger than anything we've experienced a long time in Florida
1: Well uh, you know the area obviously was pretty significant where where it went through i mean you know we i guess we've always had hurricanes in florida so disaster relief has always been important but it became more organized Uh, you know, when Hurricane Andrew hit in 1992 down in the Homestead area south of Miami, and that's when Southern Baptists really, you know, stepped up in in a more significant way uh, in regards to you know, an organized way. Um, You know, just a a couple of years ago, a few years back, we were dealing with Hurricane Michael. Uh, That was a major hurricane that came on shore in Panama City. I mean, they're still rebuilding there. Uh, We have churches that are still trying to rebuild their facilities, and so it was a major hurricane that came in there um, and so you know we we've had them all across the state um, and, and so the but the southwest area uh, you know if you, if you take the Fort Myers and Naples and Sarasota Bradenton area uh, you know highly populated area a lot of retirement there but but a beautiful part of our state you know that 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 we have and um, uh, Sanibel Island people are probably are aware of that Captiva uh, the bridge going out to Sanibel Island has been destroyed so there's no there's no, you know, access there except by boat or air now, and and so wow. that you know, the the greatest damage obviously is in in the southwest area, Fort Myers Beach. Um, you know, is, is it, it just I've seen before and after pictures, and it's just it's just catastrophic. I mean, there's no other way wow. to describe it.
0: Wow, you met you mentioned uh, Andrew, and so Andrew was you know I was the teaching pastor down there at uh, Christ Fellowship Miami for for, for years. And uh, I guess six years. And it was during Andrew that actually that building was destroyed. And uh I think it was Andrew right, Andrew, yeah. And uh and rebuilt in a whole new facility. And the whole, I mean, it just that whole community. And so uh the timing then, then you know, Florida Baptist and others get more focused on disaster relief. And today, I mean, a lot of people just aren't aware. And how big disaster relief, and we would say disaster relief ministry, but like, you know, Southern Baptists are at the table with the Red Cross, the Salvation Army, and the government's Absolutely. You know, FEMA. Absolutely. Um, and I know that right now um, there are teams from um, from already showing up in Florida, uh, from the different state conventions in Texas, North Carolina, Kentucky, Louisiana, Alabama, and Mississippi. I'm reading a press release on your site, uh, joining your disaster relief teams of taking the lead um so I mean how many people by the time this is done end up I mean I guess I know it's is it hundreds, is it that's it's not dozens, I know there's hundreds, is it thousands. How many people oh, will be will... engaged in this disaster?
1: Yeah, it will be into the thousands. It right. I mean basically we're setting up nine feeding kitchens. Uh we have um uh, you know, in, in Fort Myers, Port Charlotte, Cape Coral, Sarasota, Naples, Arcadia, Venice, Fort Myers again. Have two in Fort Myers, and then um, well actually have three in Fort Myers. Uh, one at Crossroads and um, a Baptist Church, and so you know these are. This is the partnership for you know. For example, last year when the hurricane hit in Louisiana, we had a team. Uh, hurricane uh, Ida, you know, when it hit New Orleans, we had a team at Metairie just west of uh, of, uh, of New Orleans I was in chapel speaking at the seminary P- people from that church came because they knew I was going to be there thanking Florida Baptists for coming and you know setting up at their church and doing ministry and, and the long the long-term implications that's had for them in terms of their ability to minister in the community so so as I talk about nine kitchens these are these are partners in disaster relief that are coming from uh, Texas uh, they're coming uh, from North Carolina Kentucky Louisiana, Alabama, uh, Missouri, uh, and, uh, and Mississippi. Of course, uh, you know, some hold because we weren't sure what the impact would be in Georgia or in South Carolina, North Carolina, because it came back on shore. So these are the ones who are en route uh, and will be setting up today and tomorrow. I mean, our, our, uh, our kitchens are setting up today and will be feeding. But to give you an idea of those nine kitchens, they have the capacity, uh, if they're fully operational, to, to serve 160,000 meals per day. And so you know that's where our partnership uh, with the uh, state of Florida, uh, the uh, Emergency Operations Center, of which we're great partners with them. You know, through FEMA, there'll be food packages, assets that will arrive at these different units, and and they'll start preparing the food. Uh, we partner with, uh, we cook the food. Red Cross delivers it. Salvation Army delivers it. And so uh, you know, if Southern Baptists weren't cooking the food, there wouldn't be anything to deliver. <laughs> so 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 yeah. we're we're cooking, and they're and they're delivering. And, and but yet we use it out of the, the different church sites, you know, to make to make that happen. And so you think about that 160,000 meals a day, you know, I mean, over over 10 days, that's potential of 1.6 million meals, you know, and so there's, that's a lot of food that's being prepared uh, out of these uh, disaster relief kitchens. Now, beyond that we have uh teams that come to do you know cleanup work so we'll have uh teams from many different states that will come in uh with with chainsaws and uh you know these are skilled trained people uh, i don't get involved with that because that would be another disaster <laughs> if they gave me a chainsaw so so these are people that know what they're doing and and they show up at these homes and they will remove the trees and debris and things from there from off their house and from their house uh you know these are all volunteers Ed. these are not people that are being paid. These are people who just believe in Matthew 9, Jesus saw the multitudes. They were, you know, scattered, distressed, and and, and these are laborers going into the harvest. And so, you know, it, it, the stories over and over, they'll get through and somebody will say, how much do we owe you? You know, we don't owe you anything. I mean, you know, this is what this is what our cooperative program dollars do. This is what happens when people give to disaster relief through our state conventions. And, uh, and so they go and do that. Then, if there's damage on roots, we have teams that specialize in this. I mean, you probably People who are listening have probably seen after after a hurricane they'll, they'll show you know images around the community the city and they'll see blue tarts over these roofs. Well, these are teams from from Southern Baptist uh, groups that go out and they 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 tart the roofs you know to just protect the home uh, you know from getting more water intrusion and so forth because it's going to be a long time you know before uh, you know I mean you think about the number of homes I mean there's just so many people that can come in and do roofing and you know and do those sorts of things and so we're securing the home so that you know it can it can you know withstand and, until they're able to settle with their insurance companies and get the roofing companies out then we have teams that go in and they'll do uh, what what's called muck outs, which you know uh, there was water intrusion in these homes, and so uh, if we don't get that sheetrock out, then ultimately there's going to be mold that will set up because of just the heat, you know, and the humidity here. And so they'll go in and they'll they'll cut the sheetrock up to the water level and remove it, remove the insulation, remove the the carpeting, remove the flooring or whatever out of those homes so that so that there's no further damage, you know, because the last thing you need is for it just to sit there and then the the, you know everything start rotting and deteriorating because of water intrusion water damage so so all of that's part of what we do you know in disaster relief and there are teams from all over the country that are coming in to do this now we also have chaplains Um, you know we have people uh, you know we do trainings throughout the year I mean this isn't just like hey this happened let's get a group of people and go down and we've been we've had trainings all year long across Florida for people to come and go through training And be certified to respond. And so we have chaplains that 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 go with these teams, and they're ministering to the families, they're ministering to the individuals that are there. And so we try to do a very comprehensive care package, you know, in this beyond just the food. uh, When we go out into the neighborhood and we began doing the, uh, the cleanup type of recovery as well. Uh, and and it's, it's just a great blessing. I mean, people are deeply committed to this and they volunteer. People will take weeks of vacation to come and do this i mean without volunteers none of this happens i mean you know i mean we we've got we've got two people (laughs) that that we have on our staff that are paid the one who coordinates it another one who handles all the logistics of it and so these are volunteers by the thousands that will come into florida to to serve and we thank god for all of them
0: fascinating we're gonna continue our conversation and take your calls maybe you got a question about getting involved and engaged eight seven seven five four eight three six seven five again eight seven seven 548-3675. 548-3675. We're gonna continue our conversation with Tommy Green right there in Florida and how you can be engaged and involved in disaster relief. Hey, we're back at Steps are Live. We're talking to Tommy Green, and we're also gonna be taking some of your calls. Maybe you got questions about disaster relief, how you can be engaged and involved, maybe you got stories of this as well. I'll tell you one of my stories as we come back. Let me invite your calls though. 877-548-3675. 877-548-3675. And again, you have to say, this is what someone else said. I'm not saying this from my, but I'm quoting this. So I was down in New Orleans after Katrina. I'm trying to remember what it was. We have a a seminary down there in my denomination. I think I was doing something with them. Went out into the community, met someone else uh, from another denominational church. Uh, and they said, uh, they said, you know what made the difference around here? There were like thousands of rednecks with chainsaws just showed up from all over. And he had a very distinct New Orleans accent. They said, and those people made a difference. And you know what he said? He said, and I'm, I'm not trying to imitate his accent, but he said, people from all over the city remember. And they and and they mentioned the Southern Baptist Disaster Relief, and because people just, I mean, particularly that that geographic location, is, I mean, you just Alabama, Mississippi, people could just. Go and they were already trained and ready to go in their churches. And I think that's a key thing because, Tommy, I think a lot of people right now are asking, Well, what can I do? Should I jump in my car? Maybe they heard the story of that guy on 9 11 who just jumped and drove in his car, went down, helped down in the pile, and all that sort of stuff. That became big news. And the people on 9 11 said, Stop doing that. Don't send us boots. Don't, you know, stop doing this. We needed an organized system. And now, you know, I mean, you've, you've got an organized system. We've got one of the greatest. Uh, distribution networks of training in the world called local churches—three thousand of them in your state convention alone. Um, you mentioned earlier, Tommy. You mentioned earlier through the cooperative program. The cooperative program is the is the giving system, the way Southern Baptists sort of give together and and, and you know give through their the mission agencies and more. And so you've got a system and a structure. So what does that take? To have, I mean, help people to think about, you know, what's that church, you know, Crosspoint Church here or First Baptist Church here or, or or Grace Church here? How are they engaged and involved in this? And then what does it look like when they deploy? Give us some idea of the mechanisms here. Let me mention one thing again, 877-548-3675. So, Tommy, tell us about that.
1: Yes. Well, you know, obviously... We, we credential individuals through through Florida Baptist Disaster Relief. And so, you know, they're already in the organizational structure, you know, of, of, of everything. So, you know, they're, they're, they're divided by regions. So this region will be called, y'all need to come, and then they come. That way, you know, we don't have just one group that's going to be here for the entirety of the time. So region two and three may show up for two weeks, and then region three and four come in for the next two weeks. So, so they're credentialed, they're trained, they're ready to do what they need to do. But we realize not everybody goes through that. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're equally concerned about security, about safety, uh, you know, about, I mean, we're all putting our reputation on the line when somebody goes out and said they're representing any, any organization, you know? And so we do have a way that individuals can, can come and we call them day volunteers. Uh, you know, they're, they're non-credentialed volunteers and, and on our website, uh, at flbaptist.org if you type in flbaptist.org backslash dr and then dash volunteer there we have a form that anybody can fill out and uh, and then they'll be contacted by our admin people who will help them begin walking through that process of how then they can be a part of serving with our teams Um, as a day volunteer I and mean, we do we do background checks on everybody that serves I mean, you know we we, we were very very meticulous you know in, in making sure that when people are out there representing you know the lord uh as florida baptist that you know that, that we've done everything we can do to make sure that you know that they are credentialed and that we can we can endorse them but if somebody just shows up that we don't know then that's hard to do now that's not saying people can't show up and they can you know because I mean, they're going to do that i mean they're going to come and you know but but if they're going to work with us, you know, there still is a process. And so if a non-credential person, which is somebody who's just hearing about this and says, man, I really want to go, I want to serve with an organization, you know, that, that has credibility, I like what I'm hearing about Florida Baptist, how can I help, you know, maybe at nine of these feeding units, or I've got a chainsaw, I've got, you know, this or that. Well, there is, um, as I said, at flbaptist.org backslash dr, which stands for disaster relief, and then dash... Type in the word volunteer, and there will be a form that will come up that a person can fill out, submit, and then you'll be contacted by our people, you know, to begin a process of how you can be credentialed or temporarily credentialed, you know, to to be to work with us for a day. Uh, I also have uh, a, a number you know, because I know a lot of people, I mean, they're listening by radio and that's how they're getting their information. And, 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 and I could share a number for anyone in southwest Florida right now that needs, you know, someone to respond, whether it be uh, yeah. through, through food or through, uh, you know, cleanup or anything of that nature. Um, and, 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 of course, you know, there's multiple counties, but this is our central number. And if someone would call this number, then we would we would, you know, connect them with the appropriate people who are in their city or in their in their area you know who can respond to them and that that number is 904 253 0502 904 2530502. And that's kind of like our command center uh, that, that's fielding the bulk of the request and calls. Now, you know, everybody has to realize, too, I can call today. That doesn't necessarily mean somebody's going to be able to show up today. I mean, you know, because right, there sure. are hundreds of calls. So so they begin, you know, assessing and, and, and they'll go visit the site and see what needs to be done so they can put the right people and the right assets there, you know, to do what needs to be done. But that would be the first step uh, to call that number. Number nine zero four two five three
0: zero five zero two. Good, good, good. I'm going to mention that again later. If people want to get a pen out to write that down, um, also too, we went ahead and put the links to that because there was a lot of dots and spaces there, Tommy. So if people yeah, just go to Ed Stetzer, yeah. they, can, they can go to EdStetzerLive.com. It's it's all linked right there. So and it's got linked to your Florida Baptist And, and i probably page, the worst person. <laughs> I'm probably the worst person okay. to
1: be lining all that out because I, you know, I, I have a hard time finding these things. But, but, but thank you for for taking that down and and putting it on on your link there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then go to uh, edsetzerlive.com dot com and it's listed right there, and that'll be helpful, including the link to your the Florida Baptist page. And by the way, other believers are welcome to come. This is not like a denomination specific thing. Uh, also, Absolutely. the send relief the send relief page, which is national. So maybe because I'm hoping that what happens, Tommy, is that that people realize that the time to get prepared for disaster ministry is not after the disaster. The time to get prepared is before that. And so, and again, whatever your denomination, if you're part of a denominational church, there's almost certainly a disaster relief ministry in your Wesleyan church or your Assemblies of God church. I mean, I know the disaster relief people's in those those denominations. Um, And if you're not part of a denomination, there are things you can connect with, like Convoy of Hope works in a lot of kind of the charismatic Pentecostal church space who are an affiliate with the nomination. Uh The BGEA has disaster relief work and chaplaincies. So when the disaster comes, you actually uh, are prepared. Let me again invite people to call 877-548-3675. We're going to go live to Gina in Iowa. Gina, you're live on the air with your question or your comment. Go ahead.
2: Hi, I just wanted to say thank you for their service. They were in back in 08, I believe it was, there was a, um, a F5 tornado in a community in Iowa, and about a quarter of the community was just leveled. And the Southern Baptists were there right away, and we went up to help my mother, and she was so fortunate to not have so much damage. And so when they came around with their their truck with these pre um, this preserved meals in styrofoam containers, I said to them, oh, well, well, we've got power now and we should be able to cook. And they said, this will save you time. You can take the meal and you can then use your time better in helping. And so that was like giving us permission to, you know, I felt like, oh, we shouldn't use it if there was other people that needed it. And they were right. saying, you need it because this will save you time. And it was a huge blessing.
0: That's so cool. What a great what a great call. What a great story as well. I'm guessing that was the uh, Parkersburg tornado there. Yes. And, uh, yes, and, and, it yep.
1: was.
0: Yep. And there was a significant mobilization. I mean, that was a very big deal, and there was a significant mobilization. Thank you for the call, Gina. That's super helpful. And, and again, kind of a reminder and uh, of, of the kind of work. Now, we're going to take a, just a, a quick pause, but when we, when, we, when we come back, I want you to stay with us because we're going to talk some about why some people involved in feeding ministry parts, why people are chainsaws and clearing. Uh, Right now, a lot of the government work is going on right now because of, you know, big equipment, all that kind of stuff. We're going to talk about all this and more and about how you can get engaged and involved. Thanks, Gina, for the call. Let me invite you to call 877-548-3675. This is important stuff. Again, 877-548-3675. We'll continue our conversation with Tommy Green in just a moment. Hey, we're back. Continue our conversation with Tommy Green. Tommy leads the Florida Baptist Convention, which right now is disaster relief central. At the beginning of the program, if you have, if you're just joining us now, you can actually uh, listen. You can subscribe to the podcast. 100 other ways to do this, but go to edstetzerlive.com dot com and you can. Kind of walk through some of the uh, past episodes, but also do you can listen to the beginning of this episode as well. And we talk some about what uh, what Tommy's doing, what the convention is doing, um, and, and the lots going on. And, and and one of the things I want to talk about, Tommy, is is it's a little strange to people. Like you mentioned, feeding stations, and that's, and and I think the caller from Iowa, Gina mentioned from Iowa, how how it was like, no, take this because you got a lot of stuff to worry about. So you're not just feeding. People who maybe their kitchens destroyed and they don't have food. I mean, you become the feed. I mean, there's a whole, this whole ecosystem and you're feeding the people who are going out with the chainsaws and you're feeding the people who are doing the lines and putting the electricity back. Right. That's that's kind of how the system works. If you don't mind, explain a little more of that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We're feeding volunteers as well as the community. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the, the, the way that she explained it is exactly right. I mean, you know, the food is prepared for the community and for people. Um, you know, typically, uh, you know, power is, is out. So uh, it's, it's maybe a week, two weeks, you know, or longer. And this wow. could be even a longer response. We don't know until... Um, until you get the, uh, the power operational again. And so, you know, we, we just try to take that burden off people. And, and as she said, you know, we want to, we don't, you know, if you've got to worry about your meals, there, there are two meals that are prepared that, that are, that are uh, you know, that are sent out. And, um, and so, you know, we want to be able to take care of them, take care of other volunteers that, that are there uh, because people are giving their time and, and these communities are, at a place of, of great need and struggle, and and if we can be uh, people of compassion, show the love of Christ, and 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 prepare a meal, uh, you know, then 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 we hope that's a that's a blessing to them and helpful uh, to release a little bit of their of the pressure that they're already under because of the disaster itself.
0: Yeah, and I, I was just there. Um in a few months ago down in Southwest Florida. And, you know, we, we go down there. Sometimes we, we, we got some ministry partners down there. I do some speaking down there and to see, I mean, some of the places we were, we we're just at that Fort Myers beach and to see all that. I mean, those pictures are really stunning. And I, what, I, what a lot of people don't realize is that this ultimately is multi-phase and a long thing. So Uh, At first, and again, you correct me if I'm wrong, Tommy, uh, you don't deploy disaster relief teams uh, in the very first moment. I mean, obviously, we can't do it until the disaster passes. But then, I mean, you got search and rescue. So we don't generally think of disaster relief as search and rescue. And, you know, government comes in and they've got, you know, equipment to clear roads. And then so government comes in and, and, and Governor DeSantis has been leading that effort there and FEMA in partnership. Uh, and then, probably soon after that, correct me if I'm wrong, how soon after that do you, or does it come in waves? How does it work when the disaster relief teams start to deploy?
1: Yes, our, our teams began, uh, they're arriving today. Uh, they they left out yesterday, got as far as they could. Today, everything will be set up and uh, the kitchens will become operational. Um, I mean, I would not be surprised if by this afternoon they're preparing a meal for this evening. Uh, that's wow. I mean, when they get wow. there, they're ready to go. <laughs> and so, but from that point on, it's just like clockwork. I mean, they're up early in the morning getting a breakfast prepared. Uh, and then, you know, then they're preparing a meal in the afternoon. And so so there, um, I mean, you know, we can't get there day one. I mean, that's just impossible right, right. because of the factors that you said and because the way the path of the storm was going. Uh, a lot of, you know, we have uh, a lot of our uh, assets are are stored in central Florida, outside of Leesburg right. there at Lake Yale. Right. And so, yeah. you know, with it coming across there, we couldn't even move them. And so it really wasn't until everything is safely passed that, you know, that we're able to start start moving the uh, all, all the equipment equipment to the south and so they they are on site today uh, i just spoke earlier today with our dr coordinator they're there getting everything set up everything ready and then you know then they'll start doing the assessments people start calling in and you know and then it just starts taking a life of itself at that point
0: yeah yeah totally and, and people may um Be saying, how can I get involved? We've already put some links up at edstetzerlive.com for the volunteer portion as well. But they can also give, and you're making sure that giving goes and is directed towards the need and the situation. We put that link there as well. It's uh, flbaptist.org. Well, you know what? It's slash dr dash give, but they can just go to edsetsarealive and it's it's already up there, so it's it's ready. To, easier to remember than the dashes and the dots. Um, so, <laughs> tell us how that works. So, how, how does that work? What does that go to?
1: Yeah, when the resources come in, they're applied directly to this effort. So, uh, you know, it, it, it could be to, to buy, you know, to tarps, uh, anything that, that we can do, you know, to, to provide the equipment for the volunteers and all the things that have to be done, you know, to put this money directly to this response. And so so it goes into DR. None of it goes for salaries. None of it goes for personnel. All that's covered, you know, in other ways uh, through, D, you know, through uh, you know through through the, the, the ongoing giving uh, this is just specific to uh, the response that that will be here for you know for hurricane ian and uh, and so all these dollars will be poured directly into this you know and and so uh you know there's no administrative nothing like that one hundred percent of the resources will be used for disaster relief and, and and there are many organizations i mean we're not the only organization to give to i mean i you know since since we were on this call I ask you, you know, if, if you don't mind sharing that and I appreciate your you know your willingness to do it because I mean somebody in Iowa, they're not gonna to come to you know, probably probably won't come to Florida or someone in Michigan, but they may say, Hey, I wanna give and, and I and, and I hear there there are people on the ground who are feeding, who are doing cleanup, who are doing muckouts, who are doing tarping, who are doing, you know, chainsaw and, and I wanna I wanna to give to those to those people, you know, that that they can have what they need to do the work and so that's what this would go toward.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. No, happy to do it. And, and, you know, for future ongoing disasters, there's also a partnership there nationally, the same through the same denomination, sayrelief.org, yes. right? There's a, there's a link there. And again, if we, depending on who you are, you're listening, your denomination will have partnerships here as well. I just happen to be, matter of fact, someone's going to call and say, well, you only talked about Southern Baptist stuff. And I get it, but because I'm a Southern Baptist, but, but right now, those are the people on the ground and everyone is following the lead of the Florida Baptist Convention who's doing a super job. Let's go to Carol in Chicago. Carol, you're live on the air. What's your question or your comment?
3: Yeah, my, I have a comment. Uh, I'm, yeah. really, I, I'm so devastated by what has happened by Ian in there, but I have a friend that lives in Florida. The lady is handicapped and the, the, the Friday before the, that really hit in Florida on Monday, she said that she, and she was She was weepy, I know, but she can't get out of bed. And then I think about the conversations that I've had with her prior to Friday about her loneliness being there. And we know that today, even since the pandemic, it has has left a lot of people, especially seniors, vulnerable because they don't have anybody to talk to. She doesn't have a church. And I really want to... Reach out. I can't get reach her now. I, I've called her house to make sure that she's not there in that house, and I know she's not. Somebody's got her somewhere in Florida. But I want to uh, volunteer to make a difference and to help out, and also I wanted to advocate now that with this in, and then it would be so. Carol, Carol, I got, I got Carol.
0: Is, I got to interrupt you because Carol, we got about a minute left, so I need you to go ahead and finish your question or your comment. Go ahead.
3: We want to reach out. If you know anybody, if you don't know anybody. The the uh it, the I'm so excited. Reach out and talk, talk to people, and then yeah, just give them a kind voice, say something sweet to them to help them. Because I feel I'm I'm concerned about her heart right now in this, and I don't know where she's at, yeah. but I'm believing God, I and mean, keep he got her. Like he's got others in the palm of his hand.
0: Yeah, let's, and, and Carol, let's also, too, Carol, it's also good to, if you don't mind, go ahead and call that number, too, and we can try to check that out as well. The number is at com. Thank you, Carol, for your call. Tommy, we got less than a minute. Uh, how can people uh, pray? You know, right now we're talking about ways to give and serve. We want them to, but man, we need, we need a lot of prayer in this situation as well. Share what you're praying for right now for Southwest Florida.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we're praying for the, the families, the individuals whose lives have been totally disrupted and will be for an extended period of time. Uh, pray for just strength to them, healing in their lives. Uh, pray that we can connect them to the to the Christian community during this hour, that our, our churches have an opportunity to reach out and love them and be those points of contact and ministry in their lives, that they can see the hope that is found uh, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, pray for our, our volunteers that are there, that they'll be safe and what they're doing this is hazardous work Uh, pray that they'll be safe uh, as they go out and that they'll you know just find renewed strength day by day to keep pressing on we'll stay as long as we need to stay to do the work there
0: Incredible, incredible. Hey, thank you so much, Tommy, for taking the time to be on the program with us today. We know you got a lot going on. Also, let me thank our team here. Chris Coletta and Luke Costaldo have been manning the phones. Karen Hendren, our producer. Ryan McConaughey has actually been taking care of the board today as Courtney has been out. And we're thankful that Tommy would take the time because I know even in the midst of that, he's getting emails and texts because there's a lot going on. So we want to say blessings to him and thank God for the work that you and others are doing in disaster relief there. Uh, let me remind you, you can listen to this program at your own time if you download the podcast at edstetzerlive.com. All the links. Remember, Carol asked, Carol, thanks for your call. Uh, Carol asked about how to get involved. All the links for serving, volunteering, giving, partnering, all are at edstetzerlive.com. And let me remind you that Ed Stetzer Live is a production of Moody Radio, and Moody Radio is actually a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. So thanks for taking the time to listen. Let's pray for our friends there in Florida. God bless.